Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Hello, Lalu. Yes. Hi, Nosa. Hi, Lalu. Hi, Fulu. As you have jumped the gun and introduced yourselves prior to my introducing you, for people who are listening for the first time, quick context. My name is Laulu and I'm here with Furo and Nosa. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about financial services, technology, and everything else that cuts across within the African context. So, in the last episode, we talked about OPE, we talked about banks, and we talked about a couple of other things like Sparkle and Ride Hailing and all of that. Why are we giving them a recap? They should have played the last episode. Well, that's... Please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to, how to address that, but we're just going to continue. For this episode, we're going to be talking about digital lending as our focus. And we're going to be talking about digital lending because it has been in the news. Internationally, in South Africa, apparently, they're having a, a, a bad debt boom of sorts where people are taking on loans from alternative lenders and are unable to, to pay back. So, guys, what are your thoughts about the whole alternative lending business? Rates. Rates are my major concern when it comes to alternative lending. Um, the rates at which they lend to people, I find, are a bit ridiculous. But then I think most people don't put it in context because they tell you, oh, 12% interest, but you don't realize that it's monthly, whereas a bank tells you 12%. It's, it's annual. Yeah. So I think people, are, I don't know if people are like conscious or they're in a tight corner and they sort of just accept whatever these. I mean, prior to this this podcast, we were having a conversation and Nosa was talking about how the perception of bank lending might be giving alternative lenders the leeway to charge whatever, whatever they, they want because people don't trust banks. Yeah. So actually, no, let's go back. Now, you work in a bank. Yes, I do. How do loans work for a bank? Well, for banks, the big thing is credit risk. A bank wants to be because again, banks the money that banks lend with it doesn't come from the sky, it's literally depositor funds. So, banks want a degree of confidence that can be mathematically expressed that you are going to pay back, and they also look out for their interests by requesting collateral. So, they ask you to provide. Not land, because I don't think anybody does land anymore. It's too contestable in this country. But what they will call a legal mortgage, which, which is your house. And the value of the security that you're providing must cover the value of the loan. Or in excess. Or your employer bears the credit risk. So they basically assign a score to your like a credit they will have they will have done the math they will have profiled you looked at all the numbers the financials of the company and then they use that to assign a risk score to the company and then the employees of that company can can borrow from the bank but based on the strength of the employer so your salary serves as the security for that loan so it's either you're bringing actual collateral or you're employed and your employer is enrolled 
yeah. and the banks give it. Yeah. So those are the only two ways. So these alternative lenders, they're not. They're, I'm guessing they're not. They're not collecting anything. No, they're not. So obviously they they're taking most of the risk and factoring that into that factoring that into pricing. So it's high risk, high reward basically. Yeah, but because I I feel like because their due diligence in quotes is not as exhaustive as banks it's easy for them to lend to people who may not have the capacity to pay back because we're talking to um some guys that do alternative lending in nigeria and they were telling us that they don't do credit checks like they have an algorithm that looks at multiple data points and then uses it to assign a score to you but they don't really do credit checks and my own question is if you're not doing credit checks how like how can how do you know that this guy is not already stretched on all his other loans from other alternative lenders so i think what like so to your point about then the other data points i know that there's science to look at like so your telco so like how much you're doing on your top of that all that telco information you're trying to leverage that um, in terms of scoring the loans now in terms of credit checks yes in terms of credit checks i feel like because they're sort of flying a bit under the radar it's not a requirement and also they set their limits so i'm willing to risk 10k on this class of individuals and they show that they repay then perhaps i will do you understand so i think they're not relying on the traditional credit checks they're instead building their own systems that are independent of because at the end of the day, credit check, a lot of times it stalls their processes because a credit check can come back negative because you have negative 10 naira in one bank. Yeah, mm. okay. So, that credit, credit, uh, credit scoring and people are credit checking, credit bureaus in Nigeria yeah. mm. are not really. They're doing anything fantastic. Yeah, it could be. They could be doing but you know, the thing is, like, even if it's minus 10 naira, well, to be fair, sure. Yeah, especially for corporates a lot of the bad check that we see isn't really bad checks as such it's just like outdated records yeah i mean to be fair my zinni bank account one time was like minus 109 yeah boy it, it happened maybe they billed you for something uh, yeah they just kept debiting me they i think they debited me card maintenance fee one time and took my account into negative and they took they started charging an overdraft fee yeah on yes. the negative thing like i yes. took a loan yeah and it just piled up to like 100 naira and until one day i wanted to close the account they're like hey you owe us money i was like uh no i don't <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean but you know this thing of not like running credit checks and just lending to people based on all these data points without looking at how exposed they are to other um lenders might be one of the reasons why some countries are having like a a problem with alternative lending because it's not just even south africa even in the u.s was it on the daily show or yeah they were talking about the alternative lending market and loan sharks basically in the u.s and them lending to people beyond yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's at ludicrous rates. I mean, that's how Google introduced that their policy now about. Then you yeah. have to provide all the information to them for their inclusion in their platform, essentially. But I feel like in Nigeria, the reason why these guys may not do credit checks is that the assumption is that these people that they're lending to ordinarily will not be able to access a loan from the bank. So why am I 
Yeah, but banks are not. But banks are not the only ones that lend. So imagine if you have a, a loan with say carbon, not even Z banks. Let's let's even say you have a loan with carbon, and you also have a loan with Minds.io, and then you are also now trying to get a loan from from Z banks. These guys reports right? Minds and carbon and. I'm not sure if Minds reports. I don't know. I really can't say. Because I mean, to, 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 to improve the data that the credit bureaus are supplying, if these guys are outside traditional. To be honest, lending. I think the credit bureaus need to go past just reporting negative balances to actually building a scoring system. I feel like we need to go past. I feel like that responsibility is the responsibility of the central bank. Because in the middle of. And again. I think Nosa and I were saying this before we started recording this about how the CBN is pushing banks to lend more and maintain a loan to deposit ratio of about 60%. But they are not creating the infrastructure, the social infrastructure to back that. Like right now, there's there's little to no consequence for a bad loan. So if if I have a loan that goes bad today, I can literally just sit in my house. And contrary to Nollywood opinion. A bank cannot you can a bank can't just come to, to a house that you are living in and then take throw you out. Yeah. That one is not happening. Even in Nigeria, it's not going to happen. Odds are that, that the bank will have to write off yeah. that loan. To be fair, I mean this is going to be like this is probably a wild take. I don't think this is alternative land. I mean it's it's predatory. Definitely. They are they are definitely exploiting people in, like poor vulnerable. people vulnerable yeah. people that's yeah. true but they're also taking on a lot of risk yeah true so and they're meeting a need it's 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 an area where banks won't go for very for good reason this, yeah. most of these people are not finding like it, it's too much work to find out if they're credit worthy so it's better to just not lend to them it's too much of a risk and it's too much of a risk and especially when you're playing with depositors fund exactly you can't just i want to be able to go to my bank tomorrow and withdraw my money exactly. and no one will be giving me stories because it really is not my, my because business. i mean you hear lots of people complain that oh nigerian banks don't lend nigerian banks don't lend but when you look at this is that it is your money nigerian banks are trying to lend now if you, you would you would you be comfortable giving a loan to this guy to Actually, yourself? No, I think that I think that's what should happen. That everybody that has it like has money in the bank, you should like you get to vote on who you want to. We should be like Big Brother. Participatory. Everybody is like, hey, my five naira is going inside this guy's thing, so I have to also be part of the like a version of peer to peer lending. Yeah, 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 Let's not talk about things. Well. Yeah, I think they are Nosa's guys. So one, one year later, one year later, you're still owing. Yeah, one year later. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, and one. and Flint is only owing you because the person that they lent to has not paid. And and this is what we're talking about. That guy, the guy that is holding your money for you, the guy is probably sleeping in his house as we speak. He's just. I think they called me like recently, telling me that oh. They sent, I mean, they recruited a new collection agency, one thing, one thing. I'm like, look, you guys took my money over a year ago, no communication, zero. You paid me the first time, then silence. Yeah, well, yeah. so imagine this happening it with your bank. I just came from your bank. I was like, GTP is calling, like, look, uh, the guy who lent his money to me, I'll find it. 
So just just the patience. You will be able to withdraw your money. Well, you go get money back. And and given the the spate of this thing, because it's not just even retail lending that is problematic like that. Even small businesses, like I was hearing about the um, NPL ratio of, of a fund, a entrepreneurial trust fund, and figures that I I can't. You already said the name. I don't even know why you're hiding. <laughs> you said the fund, the entrepreneurial trust fund. Eh, uh, but still. The point of this, you're almost there. <laughs> the point is that the NPL ratio on that thing is mind-boggling, and you, my assumption would have been that these are business, small business owners. These are the people that we say make up the economy, they drive the economy. They do. I would ex, I would have expected better behavior from a credit point of view from them, as opposed to what we're seeing. But to be fair, everybody's poor. There's no money in Nigeria. Yeah. Like, where are they going to pay you back from? Like from the business that they are doing now. Oh, who's? They are not making any money from the business. Who's so how are they? So how are they eating? Huh? How do they eat? Everybody is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I actually think they like eat a, lot of, the new a lot of this is like we are, look, we are focusing on alternative lenders as the bad guys. When the real bad guys like the economy yeah, and the true, government true. and if they are, I mean, CBN is like oh. Uh, blah 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 blah. Banks must lend yeah. 60% or yeah, 65%. 65%. It's 65% yeah, now. And wow. then they're going to be reviewing it every quarter. And you do that, and on one hand, it's like you're telling guys, oh, we're banning the use of FX for this, we are imposing tax on this, we are imposing charges on this. You are literally, you are, there are two goals that are not in alignment with each other. But I think that's how, that's, I mean, that's the benefit of being a regulator, you can just be talking. Okay, just giving guys rules, like, hey, you must lend. Hey, consumer, you must pay tax. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just imagine, if they're either 15 years is what they're going to use to pay, pay, yeah, no. pay you alternative lender. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, see if I took the 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like that guy that said, that, what's it called, that commercial banking guy that said, uh, or was it commercial? Some guy that said, look, patient, Jonathan is owing to. Oh, so, who yeah, am I? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who am I to pay my I'm name? not going to mention the name of the business, but the guy literally... Lo- and the interesting thing is, it's not just one bank. Because different banks had borrowed him money. And he basically looked at all of them in a meeting where... He wasn't paying back his loans. And it was not because business was not booming. The guy was still opening letters of credit. He was still doing bills for collection. Like, there was still cash flow. Do you get? And... What just happened is that he opened a new account with another bank that what he wasn't borrowing from and then he diverted all the money there. And when the banks went to Ghana, because at some point the bank had to like set yeah, like a united front. And they went to meet him like, bros, we know it's, it's not your business that is failing. What is going on? Why are you not paying us? And he said if Aisha Buari can be owing him money, that's who is who is he? That he cannot owe banks money. I mean, it's, it's beyond it's beyond one person. So, like, as as much as you want to vilify these guys and say they're the bad guys, I mean, yes, what they're doing is really well. The interest rates are ridiculously high. But on the other hand, it's they are touching a market no one else. They're touching touch. a market nobody wants to go to, I mean, and they, and they're taking a risk that. But are they? But are they lying about their? On the average, they are MPLs because every single one of them that I have met 
nobody has said they have an NPL, a non-performing loan ratio worse than 4%. Oh yeah, they always say I have single digits. Yeah, everybody has single digits. I mean, I don't, I don't believe that in like See, anytime like, they say it, I just, I roll my eyes like, right, I'm sure, I'm sure you have single digit NPL. I think that when this happens, we need to have more transparency in this country. Because there's plenty of data that people are just manufacturing left and right. <laughs> nobody can verify it. See, look, it, it, <laughs> nobody knows what's happening inside your house. You can tell them my house is clean and you can you drive out. Nobody can go and see your photo laundry for one week. <laughs> You know, we could actually use this to segue into, into like the entire Nigerian tech industry and the recent debacle on social media about people's numbers. And it, it stems from the same place. You know, there's no transparency. So I can set up a, a fintech now, raise small money and come and tell you, come and tell you that um, I've processed 5 billion transactions in the last in the last two months and nobody can like who who holds that data again like nobody's publishing numbers that are favorable to them because you're trying to raise money too and nobody wants to invest in a business that looks like that looks like it's bad and if you look at it from a nigerian context there's there's no rational reason why anybody should bring their money into this country like if you think about um as a whole the country is doing terribly that in itself is the reason why some people would want to yeah. wait now the country is doing terribly but some guy is telling you his numbers that are going against Everything. the performance of the general the economy of the general economy and you are bringing your money there it's, it is clear that this is what you invest this is what people are investing based on so maybe people inside have invested that know the real numbers but then too if they want to exit they can't cast you <laughs> they now. can't cast you so everybody's like you're pushing on a whole a whole optimistic yeah. thing to everybody else and there's also the things nobody whenever they put out these numbers they don't tell you oh say i have a million active users what do you define as an active user yeah yeah i understand that thing is actually because some people will count like everyone who has visited their web page as an active as an active user, user. Say everybody that's downloaded the app is an active user. user. If you've used the app once in the last five years, you're an active user. I mean, even now, I guess since Diamond Bank has popped up, I can I can say I can say this one. What's it called? A couple years ago, when they said oh, the n- number of number customers uh, on on in digital channels or something yeah. it was like yeah. four million or two million, yeah. and they were adding every single thing or mobile money or internet banking or the, the app, and it was just. And he, he said it, and all the other bank MDs were getting tension and stressing their people. And he, he didn't tell you where they what got those numbers or what the what the yeah. definition of. So again, all this is all marketing. That's why I don't even knock it. It's, it's how you. The game is the game. You need to pay salary, so. Well, may I knock it, yeah? Because I don't know my own, my own employer would rather chest. Based on how they are structured, they would rather chest that bad press for the long term and suffer in the short term than lie to you and, and then, do well and then long term everything now scatters because that's but that's how almost look have, have you seen this movie big short no i have about the housing crisis in america mm-hmm. where basically they're giving out loans to people that had no money oh. and they're packaging these loans and making them these complex financial products and selling them off 
to other people and everything is looking good in the short term in the short term and it's going to when it crystallizes but people made their money like early on the guys that the guys that when he crashed, it's the guys that chopped it at that end that that M-M-M. to blame. I mean, it's like, exactly. It's like some guys have gone, guys bought bears from MMM in the early stages. It was towards the end when everybody started losing money. So it's the same thing with with all these like no, you, you can't come out and say this is really what it is or I don't want to lie to you guys. You want to eat? <laughs> Let's be the next guy when you resign and somebody takes your job. You come and you look, you look at the books and be like, ah. Then you're not gonna give me TED Talk. Exactly, give TED Talk. You've already moved on. Okay. Oh man, it's it's incredible. But it, it, for me, Sha, this the CBN's position on the whole lending thing. I'm not, I'm not sure I buy it, Sha, because it's like from I a good, said, it's from a good place, but. Because yeah, I, just... I understand like the origin of this thing, but at the same time too, like you said, the game is the game. Nigerian banks looked at it. Where would I rather put depositors' funds to some shady Nigerians that have no intention of paying me back from the get go, or in government securities that will give you a return? That will steady. give me guaranteed returns. And some banks went ahead and and dumped. <laughs> Most banks yeah. put a lot, a lot of their funds. Yeah, if you're a shareholder in a bank that didn't capitalize on, on the trade bonds and treasury bills thing, treasury bill. if you also call that your next AGM, if you ask that they sack your <laughs> <laughs> because it was an easy option. So this one that the CBN has just woken up to say, oh, your loan to deposit ratio should be sixty percent. And there are also some other things that they take into account that I don't recall at this time. Like some things that they back out in calculating that exactly. that 60%. Is it maybe staff loans or something like that? I don't know. I, I feel like the, the focus should be on making it, making defaulting difficult in the country. So like in, this, in the same country where people have sense, first you try and build like the credit system mm-hmm. so that it's actually worth something and like, it has legs to stand on. Then you now go to the banks and give them this thing and say, hey, you have no excuse because we built you a fancy credit system to work on. Mm-hmm. But if you go and you're not giving them anything to work on, I say you must learn, figure it out. Yeah. But I think that's a general thing that this government too. But to be fair, it's a government thing. Yeah. But I prefer not to speak before they detain me. Yeah. <laughs> Many have disappeared. Many have disappeared. <laughs> I haven't made my money yet, so. You talk when you're full. What up? What up? What up? Comfortable. Okay, yeah. Does carbon still lend? Yeah. Yes, no. Okay, because they're about to launch in Kenya. With but the thing is, health like, insurance and digital wallets. Interesting. So perhaps they will lend in Kenya too. I'm interested. I'm interested. What yeah, doing. what they are going to. I think it's quite interesting. Much of Nigerian startups like expanding into other African countries. Because Nigeria is not a big enough market yeah. for the money you raise. But the money you raise is not even like a lot of money per se in the grand scheme. Of yes, I was but the expectation. For the from money the that, that yeah. from the investors, like oh, you should grow, you should grow. And also another thing that we found with some other African countries is that, and this might seem weird to people who are not in financial services, but 
in terms of actual financial services, Nigeria is, is ahead of a lot of other African yeah. countries. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, if someone is going to take, for example, we are taking like instant pay to Malawi. I'm not sure they have instant payments in Malawi. I mean, most of all, for the longest time, Ghana, like card adoption in Ghana is not very high. Yeah, mobile money is big. Mobile sure. money and cash is what they like, if I got it, Mobile money is big because it used, it used to be cash. Like, they were very cash driven. Oh, by the way, sorry to, to um, take us back, but on this cash thing, I was in Ghana a couple of weeks ago and I heard what they I think they charge, I'm not sure, I need to reconfirm, like 10%. For what, yes, for what you withdraw or something of the sort. And I don't under, like, I get why mobile money is big. Yeah, because what's it's on, difficult. The government, big, the government is trying to discourage. And in this country, I had bankers. I was so disappointed. Bankers fighting against the cashless policy. Because they, yeah, they're yeah. the ones that get means for one day. <laughs> they're the ones they have access. <laughs> you're trying to. Like, <laughs> to be fair, that cashless policy, that's the one thing that CBN has done. Yeah. Like, wholeheartedly endorsed. Yes. Like, I hate cash from the bottom. Yes. Of my heart. I hate yes. So and even from a money laundering point of view, the moment the money turns into cash, you can't find Trace it again. anything. You can't do anything with it. I mean, like, I understand it's like, oh, margins are low, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there are outliers where. Yes, you have a valid reason to like be upset. To have cash. But the outliers are not that many. And because those outliers are not many, I feel like a simple letter to the central bank or to a request ex- to provide exceptions. exceptions, it will be granted because they are not a lot. Mm-hmm. Get, mm-hmm. but it's just like everybody's popping up these outliers. It seems like that. they form the majority. Yeah, and it's like oh. We are, we are killing the Nigerian economy. It's like, I can't remember the last time I deposited 500k cash in my account. My own question is, where did you yeah, get 500k cash? Are you robbing? <laughs> are you robbing people on Binyore Express? <laughs> like, if anything, because maybe I've had maybe I've had like three thousand dollars like cash yeah, equivalent. That's the same thing. Boy, because eh, because you were eh, traveling. traveling and you just said yeah. In, but, but why? But the, why? But how where many, are you going to five k? What do you want to do? How many naira? naira? Do you so, know, first is first, one thousand naira notes. Some people who now have five hundred k in one k notes. They have it in hundred naira. You know, see, there was in my former life when I was, I I had a short stint in a branch. There was a day someone came to the branch with three million naira cash, and. He was stuck outside because it was after closing hours, and the security men weren't going to let him in. And so I just saw somebody standing with two gym sacks in front of the brand. I'm like, what's going on here? He said, please, I have money to deposit. So like the only people I know in this country that legitimately pay, legitimately get paid cash at that volume are like army people. And like military people, and that's because they get their own street from like CBA. They pay them in cash from CBA, and that in itself is a problem. It's a problem, and that's and that is why, like military funds can go missing. You, know, you know, even in CBN, a lot of their payments is cash. Like you get like a letter, you go downstairs, you pick up your cash. 
But I feel like I feel like this since this um podcast will be on the internet, let me just chest what I know about that play because my dad was in the central bank for a very long time. So I'm going to swallow it. I still have my life to live. (laughs) (laughs) I have plans. No, no, this life. Because my friends work in CV. I prefer not to My friend works in CV and she told me that. So that's like for me, I this is very rational. But I guess maybe CV and they'll be charging their guys like you know, as you're collecting it's your salary. Sometimes it's also a tax thing for them. And that's what we're talking about. So what you pay in cash, you can't I can't how do you how do I tax? You can't actually tax yeah, you can't tax it. The FIR, um, FIRS can see that money. And that's why like digital money is important. For effect, for money laundering, for, for money laundering tax for tax evasion purposes, yes. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, it's I'm, important. I'm fully in support. Because the sh- cash is I was even upset so. when they came out to clarify that no, is the percent is one percent or two percent on the amount that is above the limit. Me, I wanted, me, me, yeah, exactly. I wanted I two like, percent on the whole thing. Like, it should be the whole thing. Because if not, if not that, you, you are an armed robber or a SARS officer. <laughs> Why do you have 800,000 naira? I cannot think of any scenario where somebody is like coming out with. It's I can't think of it. Do you know somebody? Cash. Somebody like if somebody wanted to dash with if someone wants to dash with six hundred k cash, I'll beg the guy to transfer it or write a check. Like please give me a check. How will I be carrying this? Oh, Do you God. know somebody? Somebody was telling me that um, guys that sell recharge cards that some of them do up to three million naira a day. I wanted to tell him that he's a liar, but he's my guy and he's probably going to listen to this podcast. So I'm here to tell you now on this podcast that you are a liar. You see, even if they do three million naira, tell the guy to register the business. Get CAC, so he's not limited to 500k. He can do corporate... He can do corporate limits. (laughs) do corporate limits. Sex. I think I think I think the bottom line is we're all happy that CBN is going cashless. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in full support of full, that. Hundred percent support. I mean, uh, there'll be there'll be what's it called? Uh, is it necessary evil? I'll be collateral damage. Yeah. There'll be people that suffer from it. But but you know the funny sorry, thing, stuff sorry. like this is going to drive innovation and change and change management. And that's why that's why I keep saying it's like it's going to force. Yeah, it's going to force everybody involved in the process. Yeah, organizations, innovate. businesses that are cash heavy, they are going to go and meet their bankers and say, "Look, guys, how can, we solve this how can you help me solve yeah. this now?" Because I think they've been talking about it. Like I know, like in the work that my day, day job, um, a lot of these FMCGs come and say, "Oh, I have a cash problem. Let's solve it." But then it's like you start solving it and they sort of taper off. Like conversation sort of just dies out. But I feel like now they will be forced. Yeah. To have those conversations because it's FMCGs to be fair, fast moving consumer goods are the ones who bear the brunt of the yeah. the cash problem, yeah. Because from the the retail end, those guys are receiving payments in cash, yeah. you know. And because there's a culture of cash in the country, they are not taking it to banks, they are just holding it and then they'll go to the wholesaler okay. and give him cash. And that one too won't put it in the bank, he'll go to the big agent. The big just, distributor just and give cash, and then the big dis- <laughs> the big distributor is now hit with the cash problem. They can't go and deposit because they'll lose, they'll get fined for it, and then they'll now start trying to pass cash on to the agents of the FMCG. And yeah, it doesn't really work well for them. But you know, one thing I thought was dumb was, I guess it wasn't the CPs. It was it's more FIRS that's like. Taxing purest transactions. 
I don't want to speak as far as I feel like, but yeah. Well, to be fair, what tax are they imposing on that thing? Because to be, to be fair, I didn't really listen to. I didn't really follow that. It's like a on transactions over a thousand naira. That's like a fifteen naira. Yeah. Fifteen naira thing. Fifteen naira is five percent. I don't even remember, but I I just thought it was ridiculous. And it's separate from that. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, I'm not price sensitive. Well, fifteen naira kill me, but now I can imagine how it is, it is for the for the common man. I get, yeah. I get. Well, my own problem is that all of this this strategy of taxing for the government it doesn't seem to be a additional like they are not trying to use it to shore up their revenue streams. They are trying to use it as an actual revenue stream meanwhile we have fiscal and monetary policy problems and they are not trying to tax your way out of that's my own problem with them because it doesn't seem like they have any i mean i i I, uh, again i think sometimes i feel like hamsters are running this country (laughs) (laughs) but yeah oh man anyway all of this we said because I mean, digital payments are, are are a big thing in many African countries, except Nigeria, even though there seems to be a, a great use case for it. Kenya has M-Pesa, Ghana is big on, on um, mobile money, and we have, similar, we have similar problems. The economies are similar, you know, the behavior of the market is sort of similar. It's cash heavy. I think we're too much. Like at this stage, we're too mature for mobile money, or like US as a union. Because like mobile, so, mobile money, or like yeah. Because the thing is that a lot of these mobile money initiatives came up because the the, the it was still very cash heavy. Their cards, their card payments were like as widely adopted. We have surpassed that. Like uh, even bank transfers are like still very slow. The instant settlement is not really that much of a thing. Like if you look so say like in America now, PayPal is a is a billion dollar business because there's no there's no instant settlement in America. In fact for to this day, if you are doing it through their own version of NIBS, it's still like T plus three or something. It's like it, wow. I transferred money from like between two accounts, and it took like a week before it, before it got settled. So that's why there's always a, there like all these startups like PayPal, Zelle, yeah. Cash, and all that kind of things that just try to speed up the transaction. So for for us, we are beyond yes. that. Even name inquiry, where it's like you're, there's the validation before you transfer money to somebody. It just came to England like in the last two years. And we've had that we've for had a couple that of for years. A while. Which is why Dejiolowe was right when he was saying that in terms of the, the technology mm-hmm. and innovation sure. in Nigerian yeah. banking, we're ahead, we're ahead of, of, of many countries many. in the world. So that's why whenever I hear people bring up things like, oh, in the West they have PayPal, or I'm trying to be the PayPal of nigeria is like we don't have the paypal problem like we don't have because yesterday i literally used a bank transfer as payment in a restaurant like they trusted that you will get credit they will get credit credit. yeah i mean i mean if it was four sets of words i'm not sure there should be more innovation around what we have existing 
like we have we already reached this level. Yeah. There should be innovation around what we have existing. The, I, so I think I think we're we're really because I think the pain point most people face is network instability. I think that's the I think that's what needs to be so that's yeah. I think that's what's the missing that's what's that's, that's what's missing, missing. it's not yeah. like we need something we don't need no anything. silver bullets mm-hmm. we yeah, don't need anything grand we need lights we need faster internet yeah. like again because it goes back to infrastructure infrastructure, infrastructure yeah. which is lights <laughs> which is yeah because so. if, if you go to most shops like they're well prepared so if you can't pay by card they have their account number pasted pasted their transfer yeah. Yeah. you know we're already trying to implement contactless cards there's talk of yeah. QR as well so I feel like in terms of payments you flow and then space. another thing that we need to do is to carry this acceptance to the other parts of um, the country because it's like there is such a I mean I guess it mirrors the population concentration as well but it seems like outside of Lagos, Abuja, Port Harcourt yeah, digital payments are still very are still, yeah, very low very low but and but we know that those those are also the poorer states and because they are poorer they are more price sensitive so they won't accept a thousand and fifty naira for a card exactly they won't accept 50 naira on a transfer they are the their ticket sizes are still very low yeah. when they need to like 50 naira is essentially the transport to work perhaps and then we tell them to pay it as, as a transfer charge. <laughs> they will take they will ride their bike <laughs> or trek to go and give the person the money sure, well fair enough yeah. fair enough so for me, I think also for us, we should make those things cheaper. Because if you look at CBN guide to bank charges, there's actually a thing where it's like transactions below 100k and transactions above 100k, how much they should be priced. And I think the intention there was to have two different prices. But as it is right now, it says the same thing. But the person that wrote that paper share had the idea that 100k should be the limit. Yeah, I mean, like they complete Yeah, like 100k over, they should pay 15 naira. Under 100k, maybe they should be paying like 5 naira. But the guy didn't really finish it. Maybe because he was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pasted the stuff. Yeah. Might have been typos of. <laughs> when was okay, lunch time? Like the canteen. Before it closed. Before it closed. A guy just pasted the same thing. Alright, no stress. Anyway, I think we're we're done for today's episode because yeah, we don't want to we don't want to exhaust all our content. You guys have to come back for the next episode to hear what we have to talk don't about. Don't worry, things that will happen. Things that will happen. Don't worry. For are you making any promises? Yeah, I'm not making promises this episode. No, no, things that will be launched. Alright, anyway, thank you for tuning in for this episode again and we will talk to you guys in a bit.